Welcome back everybody. This is our 18th episode and as our podcast is very close to the end of the series um, and yes we will be having a second series I was going through the emails and I discovered that one of the things that we had not covered but was asked for is the following subject and I'd like to begin with reading something that most of us I suppose will understand and connect with and then I'll explain what the subject is but it might actually make more sense if I read this piece first. Pushing myself for the actions of others, my sins, the hurt I've caused to friends and lovers, pushing away, alienating and distancing myself from people who love me and are concerned for my health. I want to let them in, lower my defences, but I fear there are always consequences, a price to pay, so I grab moments of joy whenever I can, then run like a coward and redeploy. Onto the next for the net new fix of affection, then once again run before the rejection, but in the process leaving a trail of pain, of broken hearts, I wish I could refrain. Allow myself to let people in and not push them out, to feel worthy of love, not to be afraid, not to doubt. To love myself, to welcome affection, to break this habit of running in the opposite direction. This is a poem called The Fear of Rejection by James Sabatini. I believe if you take time and read this over, you will actually connect with the sentiments that are within it. So as you can imagine, the subject this week is about rejection. And here are some words that mean the same thing. Decline, deny, disallow, disapprove, refuse, withhold, leper, outcast, pariah. They're just some of the words that we can use instead of rejection. So what is rejection? Well, it can be defined as pushing someone or something away. We can experience rejection from our family or from a friend, from a partner. But it always results in emotions that can be painful. Now it can be experienced on a large scale or in small ways in everyday life. And rejection is part and parcel of everyday life. Now, there are some types of rejection that may be, I I suppose, more difficult to deal with than others. And the first question is, where does it come from? Where does rejection begin? And the answer to that is from anywhere. It can come from various circumstances. There's many, many circumstances that can create rejection. But generally, and usually, it begins in childhood. And more frequently, I suppose, refers to and and works around shame and sadness and even grief. 
because we feel rejected by others, we're not accepted. That's the feeling. And we could be, we might feel rejected after a significant person ends a relationship, for example. Or a child who has had very few friends when growing up. They can feel very rejected by their own age level, by their peers. And lots of times it's people who have been fostered or who are up for adoption. They have massive, massive rejection feelings. Now, it doesn't always have to be in a relationship. It can be from life events, such as being turned down from a, for a promotion at work. Or receiving a rejection letter from a company that saying that you're not getting the job. And although many, many rejection moments can be painful, there are some that can have more of an impact than others. Because one of the things that we all want is social contact. We crave and yearn for acceptance. And not just from individuals, but from society in general. And being rejected by any form of that society can cause negative feelings. And believe it or not, nobody wants to feel rejected. And nobody should feel rejected. Because it hurts. And nobody wants to hurt. However, I have yet to meet a person who has not been rejected at some point in their life. So it is part of our life. And we need to find a healthy way to accept it or to change it and to move on. Not just bury it. Because if you bury something, then it's just you're burying it alive. It'll come up eventually. I suppose rejection can trigger the other fears and doubts that we have about ourselves as well. So facing rejection is the toughest thing. And we have to face it and not let it ruin our life. And that's a very difficult journey to take. We also feel rejection because we don't value ourselves enough. And I think that goes back to one of the podcasts we had earlier about self-esteem and self-confidence. The more we value ourselves, the less chance rejection has to influence our life in a very negative way. Now, it's also good to remember here that everybody has good and bad behaviour, including yourselves. Each one of us have our own negative and positive sides. So somebody that's rejecting you or that you feel is rejecting you may not be doing it uh, because they think they're better than you. They may actually have no confidence in themselves. They may have their own doubts and fears about themselves. So rejecting you could be something that is happening for them with their own life and their own personal reasons. They're not facts. It's just somebody else's opinion. Now, there are some rejections that actually resolve themselves really quickly and have less impact or long-term impact. However, when we have a long-term impact, it's where usually rejection is ongoing and has been ongoing from a very young age. So, for example, uh, trauma. The long-term rejection of that results in a very deep, hurtful feelings 
may actually contribute to the drama and they can have serious psychological consequences. If I give you an example, um, children who feel constantly rejected or abandoned by their parents may find it very difficult to be in school or to have any sort of healthy relationship. Some people can develop a chronic fear of rejection. And this is what I say it usually happens when you've had a result of multiple traumas. And especially when you've experienced them early in life. We also know that rejection can cause depression. In fact, rejection has actually been linked to the development of depression, especially in teenage girls. However, other people who have experienced rejection may also become depressed, like with bullying, which is essentially a combination of rejection and ostracism. They can have numerous effects, including depression, stress, eating disorders, and they can go on to self-harm or worse. Pain response. Do you know, I vaguely remember reading an article on a study that was done not so very long ago that showed that the brain responds to social pain in, a, in the very same way that it responds to physical pain. According to this study, the same brain wave that is activated by physical pain is also activated by social pain or rejection. There's something you didn't know now. Or maybe you did know. But I'm just confirming it for you. Anxiety and stress. Now, I believe personally that rejection often contributes to already existing conditions such as stress and anxiety and can go on to actually multiply these. We also know that abuse covers a multitude um, of rejection and it can occur in a variety of contexts. But with the abuse, it goes much, much deeper, especially if it's emotional or physical. Some of the more common types of rejection include familial rejection, which is coming from your family, your immediate family or your family of origin. Parental rejection, and this is consists of abuse or abandonment, neglect or withholding love and affection in some way. Now, this type of rejection is more likely to affect an individual throughout their life and sometimes can have some serious unhealthy consequences. Now, the other one is what we called earlier the social rejection. And I suppose this is more to do with, um, it can happen at any age, but it usually begins in childhood where bullying um, or alienation in a school or a workplace, it can also extend to any social group those who are considered outside the norm for it within society uh, may be more prone to feeling rejection or getting social rejection. For example, transgender people, cross-dressers, gays, lesbian, somebody who just looks different, somebody who would just, I don't like the look of. Somebody who doesn't share my opinion. Somebody who I just don't like. Now, if we take relationships, and I'm talking here about dating relationships or those who are in partnership. If an individual refuses to share an event or experience with a partner or withhold affection or intimacy or even 
treat the partner as if that person were no more than a casual acquaintance. That's rejection. Or at least it may feel like rejection to the partner. When somebody ends a relationship, this can also be a cause of the other person to feel rejected, depending on how it's done. With regards to dating relationships, say, for example, you ask somebody for a date and they say no. Well, some would say this is to do with sexual rejection, but not always, because the person who is being rejected may not actually be interested in a sexual relationship, just in friendship. But being rejected will automatically cause them to feel that they're not worth it. Now, all forms of rejection hurt. But it's more especially if it's done by somebody that we love or that we care about. And it can have a massive impact on our self-confidence and our value, especially the value we put on ourselves. What I'd like to do is give you, I suppose, my understanding of or a number of signs that you're, if you're suffering from childhood rejection, okay, that will kind of pinpoint it, especially in your adult life. Now, I'm sure that there are more than seven, but I just want to give you seven. So just something to think about. But before I do that, let me expand a little bit. Now, for some of us, and this is including myself, we need to look at when we were children. Oh, I can hear it being said, oh my God, I can't remember when I was a child. So we have to see a very long time ago. But the thing is that we experienced, what we experienced as a child has affected us. And it makes us who we are today. That is whether or not we're aware of it. When we've experienced rejection, either from our parents uh, or from somebody who was a significant adult in our life. Or from a child in your class. Or, from, you know, from your peers. It will show later on in life. There's no doubt about that. There is such a thing called RCS. Which is rejected child syndrome. And it's a bit like um, the middle child syndrome. Or codependency. These are all real things that people have experienced, but maybe have not been diagnosed. More often than not, we're actually consciously aware of all these different syndromes. But if I take a close look at my behaviour and my thoughts and my relationships and how I am in those relationships, I may actually be able to trace them back to my childhood. But I have to be open about it. We can easily make negative assumptions about what others are thinking. We can have automatic thoughts which provide a huge amount of information about ourselves um, that stem from childhood. Now, these are things that we immediately say about ourselves, about the world and everything around us. So, for example, if I meet somebody for the first time and I immediately question why they would even bother getting to know me, that's an automatic thought. So if you have a negative assumption about what people think of you, about their motives, that could be from childhood rejection and how it may be affecting you today. Number two, we're wary about letting people in. Avoidance is one of the signs that we have been rejected as a child and that it might be affecting us today. 
So for example, we may find we've been invited to something and we turn it down. Now you may be operating from under the subconscious belief that if people don't know you well enough, they won't find out how unlovable you actually are. And we protect ourselves by avoiding close relationships because we don't want to get hurt again. Number three, we find compromising difficult. Now, how many of us can hold our hand up at that one? So say, for example, as a child, you have to face rejection. You may feel like that you can't ever be truly yourself, not fully. So because of that, you may have to learn to rely on yourself more than others. And you may actually stop focusing on what others think, making it your adult skill, such as compromise, a little bit more difficult. Number four. Here's a good one. You're a people pleaser. Woohoo! I can hear a few woohoos to that one. So how many of us try to please somebody else before ourselves? Where does it begin? Because we try to please somebody important to us. And we were rejected, so we tried even harder. And we coped by going the extra mile to make people notice us in a positive way. And we still do that today as adults. Number five, you have a hard time trusting people with your feelings. Now, being rejected by the significant people in our life as a child is one of the main contributing factors to an insecure and avoidant type of person. Seriously. If a child learns that their parents aren't interested in them at any given time, what we learn is that we learn not to trust. And we certainly learn not to trust anyone with our emotional needs. So when we grow up, we can't share our feelings with anybody, including our partner. Six, you never feel like you're good enough. You know when, whether the child is rejected, it often leads to having low confidence and low self-doubt and self-esteem, whatever. It can become very difficult to remain secure in any sort of a healthy relationship as an adult. Because as you grow up, you're maybe afraid that your partner actually will leave you. And that you lead to feelings of, well, I'm not good enough. Number seven. You have a hard time giving and showing love. Now we've talked earlier about parental rejection if I experienced it it will have an effect on my adult relationships because some parents intentionally push their child away as if they were never wanted the responsibility of a child or of being a parent sometimes it can be an unintentional result of how the parents were actually raised themselves now it doesn't matter which way It is the child who experiences this lack of affection or love that may end up not even being able to show it, never mind give it, as an adult. Now there is good news and the good news is we can actually overcome any type of insecurity that stems from our childhood. But what is needed is self-reflection, either independently 
or in other words, on your own, or in therapy. Sometimes if you're in a good relationship, maybe being a little bit open with your partner and letting them know that you need some extra assurance or reassurance, maybe that's more important. But no matter what the rejection is, it takes time to heal and it takes time to be able to move forward in a healthy way. Because you have to relearn what you've already learned, but in a different way. And you have to learn how not to have the effects of it affect you. So how do we deal with rejection? And just so you know, most of us have an absolute fear of rejection. But we can also learn from it. So the simple answer, I suppose, is yes, you can absolutely heal from it. But the first thing you have to do is learn to work with it. Now, of course, that might sound a little bit like um, crap, for want of a better word. But in some way, it isn't that bad. Facing rejection means that you have it in your acknowledging. So once you acknowledge it, you've started the journey. And that makes it an awful lot easier to be able to continue. Now, I know that it's easier said than done. Believe me, I know that. But we have to start somewhere so that we can allow it to stop affecting us. Would you believe me if I said to you that one of the things that can block working with rejection is actually blame and shame? Blame especially because it's the enemy of dealing with rejection, especially in a healthy way. Let's take an example. You're at a job interview and when you're finished, you feel it didn't go well. And as you're describing it, you might feel like calling yourself a fool or calling the interviewer an idiot or who are you blaming? You're not learning anything. You just need to take a step back to feel what you're feeling, be it anger, sadness or whatever. And then think about what you can learn from what just happened. Now, as I said before, there are times when it's so difficult to cope with rejection. Especially if it's ongoing or it feels like it's ongoing. The following may actually help. There are just a couple of tips that might help. Number one. Avoid dwelling on the event because this can really actually lead to self-blame and it may make it more difficult to, to move forward. Number two, use facts to understand rejection. Number three, reach out to family or friends. Acknowledge the event and accept that it was painful. Four, Express feelings verbally, either to yourself or to others. Five, engage in physical activity. And number six, but most important, if it becomes too much, ask for help from a professional therapist. They're always there to help anyway. Now this last one can actually be very hard to do especially if you're somebody with low self-esteem. 
And please go back over an earlier podcast that we had on self-esteem if necessary. One thing that I do know is that those who are sensitive to rejection, especially if they've experienced it over time, they're more likely to actually behave in such a way that leads to further rejection. There are also people who may experience loneliness more than others. And in fact, those who've been rejected over and over and over again have a tendency to self-isolate. Now, we know that that can lead into depression. Did you know that where there's depression, there is usually a sense of rejection? Why? Because the yearning and the longing is there for love, acceptance and self-worth. These are just some of the most basic and strongest needs in our nature. We also know that rejection can cause fear, phobias, anxiety, self-pity, blame, so many other things that can happen when we feel rejected. I believe that depression from feeling rejected attaches itself to the part of ourself that desires love and acceptance. That's my own personal belief. I do hope that I have triggered something in you. Something that you will begin to question. Something that you may begin to ask questions about. Whether for yourself, your child, your partner. Maybe you'll hold your hand out and offer a hand and not rejection. Maybe you will put out your hand and receive acceptance and love from those around you who are genuine. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.